They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh-huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Oh, oh, <laughs> Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that life, diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. Yeah. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. Yeah. We outline players up and show. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. Hey. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, this that niners talk. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Breezy, and we got the full crew. We full metal jacket on this episode, and we gonna talk about the end game. What's going on, Peachy? What's going on, Annie? Donnie, what's going on, Frisco Kid? How y'all doing out there? Great. That's what's up. Doing good. Good, good, good. Doing good. And the one person I told to take his mic off of mute. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, they make a song. you know every time a song comes on i start vibing but yo can we uh-huh. the, my mic was really off for this reason um i just think we should all take a moment of silence um for the uh kansas city chiefs may they rest in peace and may all these uh patrick Mahomes goat correlations be put to rest because I, I, uh, it's premature folks if i'm not mistaken we all pick Chiefs to lose on the on the, on the show, right? All right. Just want to make sure we all had to. T- I don't know who Annie had because she wasn't on the show yesterday. But Annie, who are you going for? I wanted the Bucks, definitely. Oh, so it was a Bucks sweep. It was oh, a, yeah. a sweep Bucks. It was just Bucks all day. We're not talking Milwaukee Bucks. Shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are the Super Bowl champions for the 2020-2021 season. Congratulations, Tom Brady. Seven. Rings, seven rings. Is, is that goat status, guys? Is, is that officially <laughs> stamping him as the goat of the NFL? If if you know football, yes. But you know the rest of them are like, but he cheats. So you know. I heard that too. So so what I get from a lot of fans, especially the faithful fans, they don't want to let go of what they saw Montana do, which is fine. I'm cool with that. I love Montana, but but Brady. A little bit of an edge, maybe, maybe not. Rules were different back then. I don't know. What do you think, Annie? What do you think, Peachy? Like, who's the goat? I mean, it might get me disowned in my household if I say that Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. Understood. So, uh, but it, it was a different game back then. But I mean, what Tom Brady's done is incredible. So it's great. You know, he. To be fair, anytime that that goat conversation comes up. Brady brings up Joe Montana, and he brings up the fact that it was a different game, which mm-hmm. why, to me, he is the GOAT. He rec- game-recognized game, right? Yeah, um, 100. It, it took, unfortunately, it took Kobe Bryant's death for LeBron James to start admitting that Kobe was the GOAT. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's Jordan, too. Well, we're not going to get into that. But, uh, you know, at least we, we he's here alive. We could appreciate him while he's alive. Both of them are alive. Correct. You know, I forbid anything. And. Um, I, like I said last night, Joe Montana laid the bricks. Uh, Brady's walking on him with pride. Seven, yo, like seven. I don't care. You could, even if even if he 
cheated for two, which is what y'all saying. Even if there were two of those were cheats, he still has one more, two more than Joe Montana. Two, and one you, more. And you will never see a man 43 years old. Because Young got that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you will never see another 43-year-old man going for his seventh Super Bowl ring talking about number eight. Come on, man. This dude is this dude is amazing. All right, let's take a quick poll. How long do you oh Peachy, who like what were you gonna say? Who who is your GOAT, real quick? Who is the GOAT? Not your GOAT. Who is the GOAT in the NFL? The GOAT in the NFL is Brady. My GOAT is still Montana. So so that's funny because you wanna know who my GOAT is? Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. I I know Montana was immaculate. Yeah. He was amazing. But God dang it, if that if that Jerry Rice didn't blossom into what he did. Now, he, I know he needed Montana. I felt like they needed each other, though. I felt like they made they each did. other. They did. You know what I mean? Definitely. But when Montana Definitely. left, guess who kept doing his thing? Jerry Rice. That's so, an eight. That's, that's, I can't that's argue with that. That's my sloppy. That's my, I can't call you. That sounds weird. Pause. That's my goal, bro. <laughs> that's my goal right there, man. Jerry Rice. But I agree with you guys. I, it's, I have to... You can have two different goats. There are a whole bunch of goats. It's not just one goat. But when we're talking about the greatest of all time goat, I gotta give it. I gotta get an edge to my man. Just like if LeBron James breaks all of Michael Jordan's records, wins more championships than Jordan, I can finally say that LeBron will be the goat. Until then, sit your behind. You're not. He's he's goat now. But you know, in all fairness, I think anybody that that sets the standard, puts that bar there, gets to keep the title of GOAT no matter who follows them. You mm-hmm. know that mm-hmm. they can also have the title of GOAT. I mean, there can be more than one greatest of all time. I'm with Breezy. Jerry Rice is my GOAT of all time because, I mean, we told the story yesterday. Who, who runs sprints the right. morning after the Super Bowl? That's crazy. The work again. So, <laughs> but Tom Brady, hats off to you, my man. Like, uh, I, he's he's one of us, guys. Come on, he's a 49er fan still to this day. You know what I mean? Still is. That's right. I'm still mad at Jerry Rice, though. Yeah. I, I'm still mad he went to the Seahawks. Then he went to the Raiders, and I know he was a free agent technically. It's not like he got traded, but he didn't have to choose. He wait a minute. I'm mad at him because he. I, matter of fact, when I told when I met Jerry Rice, I told him that I was mad at him before. You know, he took a picture with my son. I was like, look, I'm still mad. That you chose to go to all the teams in the NFL you could have went to. You was chose to go there. And he was still balling at, like, damn near 40, though. He was still producing. At yep. Barbara, he was still running them hills. That hill Donnie was talking about. All right, guys, we got a yep. fun-filled show for you guys. I mean, it's jam-packed. You already know you're going to get the information. It's going to come down to you. I'm not even going to get into the nitty-gritty of the formalities. We may do them at the end. We may not. Y'all know where to find us. Make sure y'all following us everywhere. Nitty gritty. That's it. Bam. All right. Let's go ahead and get this show started. We got Annie here. It's always a pleasure. She's going to be bringing y'all the news. Annie, you got your news ready, baby girl? Because we're going to get this popping. Yep, it's all ready. Let's go. Bam. All right. So we re-signed a couple new guys this week. We First, we brought back Tabor Pepper. If you don't remember, Kyle Nelson was our... Longest tenured 49er up until about, I think it was week three against the Giants when he had a pretty bad game after a couple of, of snaps. And so 
Um, so we needed consistency at the long snapper position. You can't have an inconsistent long snapper. So we brought Tabor Pepper, and he's been solid all season. And he's a charismatic guy. Seems like he loves the Bay Area. So he signed a two-year deal, and that's good for him. Awesome. Awesome. Thoughts then, on the Tabor Pepper signing real quick, guys. DG then Donnie. I'm happy because, one, I really do love what Tabor Pepper brings to the 49ers on and off the field, as a matter of fact. He's like one of my most awesome Twitter follows <laughs> that I have. Yeah, yeah, he really I just is. Followed him. I followed him today. Sorry, Tabor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's not following me back, so I shouldn't even apologize. But, you know, that's how it is. You reach a certain status, you don't have to follow people mm-hmm. back. You know. <laughs> Sorry if I'm not following everybody back either. I just... I, it's, <laughs> not, it's not what I meant, all right? Donnie, your thoughts on Tabor? <laughs> we, we know you stay busy, bro. We, we know. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I like it. You know, uh, I'm reading the news... I was more, I get, I try to dissect the whole thing and I start looking and it's going to go into the list. We're going to talk about later um, about other guys that may come on board. I, I try to look at it in the grand scheme of things. So I'm, I'm, it's, it's good. I'm not going to reveal what we're going to talk about later, but I'll, I'll run it back when we get to that. So, but yeah, I like it. Not a problem. Annie, what's next? All right. Another guy we resigned, Austin Walter. The running back, and I'm so excited about this. If you guys don't remember, um, against the Saints, probably his only highlight of the season was about a 25-yard screen pass. And he, yeah, he ran for 25, and he looked, like, amazing. You kind of, you looked at your TV, you're like, who is this guy? Where has he been hiding? Especially because we had, like, no running backs at that point. And so, um, yeah, he's fast, he's physical, and I'm excited to see what he can do next year. I think he can make a name for himself. So he's on a one-year one year deal, and I'm happy for him. Another fast running back in the Kyle Shanahan's offense. And that's something that, you know, Kyle, he has specific skill sets he wants his running backs to have because we're going to talk about a running back soon. So he has, some, he has a specific skill set, and he fits, right? If he didn't fit, they wouldn't have brought him back. Now, I'm sure he's probably going to get, you know, verted to the practice squad at some point. You know, he still has that eligibility, and this is a good signing for the 49ers. Uh, Donnie, thoughts? PG, thoughts? Yeah, um, it's this is another interesting one. Um I think, you know, it goes into the, the scheme we've been running this year. I mean, we're, we're going to be a run first offense. I will say this, and this is the, the stupid side of me coming in, you know, just the, the, the nostalgic 49er fan, if you will. Um, bring Frank Gore back, damn it. You're going to bring in all these running backs, man. Let our boy go out in that red jersey like he wants to. He just said that the other day. So, you know what I mean? Like, let him do it, man. Come on. I know it's going to cost us a little bit of money, but, you know, we, we ain't in as bad a position as others. So. Oh, the hell we aren't. We ain't got no money. So, go ahead, Peachy. <laughs> We're not Peachy. Annie, get, get, Peachy, what's your thoughts on, on my man Austin Walter first? I just feel like that it just has to do with the scheme. That Kyle's scheme, apparently that's one that Kyle believes that he can make into something, which is what he's like transform so many other running backs into what he wanted them to be like in his own image, you know, it's what he wanted to do. So I agree a hundred percent. You seen it in Matt Matt Breida, right? Mm -hmm. You seen it in Jeff Wilson. You seen it in Raheem Mostert, a guy that was on seven teams. Right. 
This guy, Kyle Shanahan, handpicks running backs, you know, that aren't drafted. He finds them off the free agent list. Now, he did bring back a couple of guys, you know, Tevin Coleman, some veteranship to bring back there. Y'all see how that panned out. All right, so, uh, Annie, keep it going with the news. What you got next? All right, probably the headline re-sign of the week was Josh Rosen. We signed him to a one-year extension through 2021, and he basically has re-signed means bye-bye to – Bethard and Mullins, which I'm not upset about. I mean, he's better than both of them. And I think it kind of, it might bring like a kind of competition to the, to the quarterback room now. I mean, if Jimmy's our starting quarterback, he's got Josh Rosen with his amazing arm, like in practice, I think it could only be good for Jimmy. I mean, he's not just like having CJ Bethard in the quarterback room with him. Right. So I think it's going to be a great thing. And honestly, I, I mean, I'm not upset if Jimmy goes down and Josh Rosen has to come in the game. You're not like, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, you're kind of intrigued. You're excited. Former first-round pick, correct? Mm-hmm. Out of UCLA? Boy, could throw. Matter yeah. of fact, I watched mm-hmm. highlight films on a different player, and he was on that team. And, boy, he willed his team back to a victory. Like, I like this kid. I really believe Somewhere down the line, they probably wanted to draft him. They just couldn't afford to draft him in that particular draft. And they ended up going with, never mind. But my point is, I think they want him. And they got him. They got him in a trade for less than peanuts. Well, obviously, we had to give up my man. Uh, the energy on the defensive side of the football field. But they were able to get Josh Rosen back. And the, the fact that he was a ERFA, or restricted free agent, excuse me, a, a restricted free agent, they were able to retain his rights, and they went ahead and extended him. The coolest thing about this, guys, is he accepted it, which means there's something about this particular system and team. That's why he's here. He wants to be here. That says that speaks volumes to me. PG, thoughts, Donnie, thoughts. Josh, yeah, I'm with everything you guys said. I'm a little confused as to why Avery said he'd rather have a water boy. Um, Adam Sandler, maybe. I don't know. But uh, it, it's good. I think, you know, we got three J's at quarterback now. That's interesting. Um, again, I'm still standing by it. Uh, I'm still standing by my guy, Jimmy. Um, I think he's going to come back, I mean, and, and have a, a good season next year. I'm not going to go out on the limb and be like, great. But to have a solid backup like this guy, I got a lot more faith in him than I do got, than I ever had in Nick Mullins. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Peach, are you back with us? I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah. Nice. Not loud. Good? All right. All right. Um, the only thing that I was going to say is I do agree with that. I do feel like that, that just provides some competition for Jimmy. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have another quarterback out there pushing you to do what you need to do. And I think Jimmy is mature enough. I think that he is mentally strong enough to handle that. To, you know, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you guys 100%. All right, Jenny, anything else? Yeah, let's keep it rolling. John Lynch is now a Hall of Famer after eight, eight consecutive years of being a finalist, and he's finally elected into the Hall of Fame, so good for him. All the 49er fans, we saw that video of them knocking on his door, really heartwarming, so... Check this out. I got one better for you. For the 49er fans that didn't see the video, here you go. What's up? Oh, my gosh. Hey, I think that's a knock you've been waiting for. Are you serious, David? (laughs) I'm not allowed to hug you, but I'll hug you later, okay? 
Uh, I've always said it. it's not that big of a thing. But... Get, get Linda and your family out here, would you? It means the world you're here. Thanks to all of you guys for always being there for me. And you know, I thought I always had great perspective that, you know what, I, 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 uh, I gave it all I had on the field. And whether I made it or not, it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. It's not going to change my life. But my gosh, this feels life changing right now. <laughs> so <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> Man, I watched John Lynch his whole career, <laughs> and I've only seen him cry three to four times in his mm-hmm. lifetime. And it all happened with the 49ers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was an amazing story. Thoughts on John Lynch, guys. This is amazing. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I mean, his career yeah. over in Tampa and, and what he's done since he's come to this organization. I mean, no matter what, you cannot front on this guy's talent as a GM. He is smart. Um, you know, people, he, he leaves people's head shaking sometimes in the draft, but then those draft picks show up. I think it's proven that, that these number one guys that, you know, that are expected to be first rounders, you know, 50% of the time, at least, I'm not saying that's the, the key number, 50% of the time they're overrated. Mm. And, and John Lynch knows where to go. He knows where the real talent is. And, and look, now you can't even talk about his career. He had an amazing career. I'm proud of the man. I'm yeah. proud of 49. I agree. I, I was just going to add to that, and I was just going to say, besides it being a long time coming for for him to finally get in, but to bounce off of what Donna just said, uh, a lot of times when people make selections in the draft, they just make them because they're the popular guy, they're the they're the it guy, they're whatever. And Lynch seems to be more about a fit and what fits with the 49ers. And I'll always give him props about that because it's not just about the popular choice. It's always about the fit. Like Donnie said, like he's, you know, he, he's hit on a lot of, of guys, but mainly because him and the scouts and everyone around him, it's it's about the fit for the 49ers. I agree. Any, any more news? Our last piece here, um, and this comes from a reliable source, Kendrick Bourne himself. He told Cam Inman that he and the 49ers are working on a new deal. So it just tells you that the 49ers are interested in bringing him back. He's obviously interested. He stated that he wants to retire in San Francisco. So um, expect to see something like that, a deal along those lines coming soon. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about Kendrick Moore. We haven't talked much about him this year. Touchdowns were down. I, I just like I just think he keeps improving. Like he keeps getting better and now you're gonna bring back he will officially be a veteran. Like you you sign him, he is your veteran wide receiver. I think Kendrick Bourne is ready for that next step. And the guess the best part is he's not gonna cost us a lot of money. I don't think he's gonna cost us a lot of money. I don't think that Ken, I'm not saying Kendrick Bourne isn't worth a lot of money, but I just think that we'll be able to get him back and he'll come in here and compete and do exactly what he does, and he's always that go-to guy. Like, I would love to see Kendrick Bourne just be the freaking slot guy for the, for the year. Just just deem him the guy over the slot. I know he's not quick. I know he's not fast. But nine times out of ten, well, seven times out of ten, he's catching those passes. Seven uh, seven times. Yeah, I'll give him that. Right. Nine, nine times. I mean, do you guys all notice that that he, get, he catches a lot of flack, and I don't know why? Because he drops the passes – that he should catch, but then when he goes and catches passes that just shouldn't be caught, people don't know what to say. So I think it's because he drops those easy ones, you know, 
turning his head real quick. You know, just, just easy passes. Down. Like he dri- it drives you nuts as a fan. But he's catching the majority of his passes. So yeah. I don't understand, like you, why we're bugging out. Look, get this kid back into San Francisco. If he's going to be able to fit within the cap, I say make it happen. If not, we understand how business goes. Right, right. I'm, 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 guy. I, I, I'm, I'm all for our players, especially guys that with the enthusiasm to be on a team like he has. Yeah. I'm all for letting them grow, giving them a chance to grow. So come back, Kendrick. We want you, man. We definitely do. Now, we got a couple of rumors Peachy's going to bring to you real quick. So, Peachy, get your rumors together, and when you're ready, shout holla, and we'll go ahead and get this started. Okay, I'm good to go. Let's get it. All righty. The first rumor that I have is also concerning Frank Gore, <laughs> which is what um, Donnie was talking about. Phil Yates said in an interview that he would love to, that Gore would love to wear that 21 jersey one more time. That's what Gore said. If that was to happen, that would definitely be my last year if I could come back and sign with the 49ers. Mm. So we are good on that. I'm good on that. Everybody's good on this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard because the 49ers, when it comes to running backs, clearly they have a type. They have Thank you, Annie. This is why you're on this show. Okay? <laughs> this is exactly what I'm, every fan out there is like, oh, he doesn't have to fit. Yes, he does have to fit. Yeah. I understand he's Frank Gore. I love him. I want him back for a mm-hmm. few dollars. Five fifty, maybe five hundred. But he <laughs> Annie, does he fit this does he fit this offense? Just keep it on. Everybody, he does he fit, fit our offense? offense? Okay. I just want to hear real talk. Go ahead. Go ahead, Donnie. Real talk. How many different offenses from the start of his career until he left San Francisco did he adjust to? And thank you, Donnie. Thank you. We're talking thank about. You. So first thank of all, thank you very much. Okay, so we're not talking about offenses. We're talking about offensive schemes. So we're talking about going from a power zone run to a a sprint like wide out zone outside the tackles. He not fast like that. So we're talking about a guy being able to get – this is why the 49ers keep running outside. We're like, why they keep running? Because that's how they're built. We're talking about a guy that runs inside the tackles as inside zone opposed to a guy that runs outside the tackles. Frank Gore is not that. He, he never was that, and he never played that on any of the, the Jets, the Bills, and wherever else he went. That wasn't his thing. That's why I said he doesn't fit the offense. I didn't say he wouldn't be fine here. I'm just saying he doesn't fit the scheme. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And – um, I um, I do understand what both of you are saying, but my thing I think is leaning more towards mentorship. I think with him being a mentor for these running backs for one year would do more wonders for these running backs to just, just get to bounce ideas off of him, just talk to him, communicate with him, him being right there. Even if they, he's not on the field that much, just the just the knowledge of of, of his brilliance would yeah. would bring so much to that running back room. So I think that I'm I'm looking at it more from that way. All right. And Annie was speaking. I'm sorry for cutting you off. I just I just heard you no, say no. it struck yes. a chord. <laughs> yes. it struck, it struck a good chord. Too. Not one of them ugly ones that make you be like, what the it was like yeah, a happy one. But go ahead, Annie, finish saying what you were saying. If, if we were to bring him, he obviously wouldn't be our number one or number two guy. He'd be like a third right. string running back. And in that sense, I think it could work. He's just not going to be the guy you're handing it to every time on that right. head run offense. So it could work. It's just not going to – he's not meant for this system. 
And and a lot of people drew up the parallel. Well, Jerick McKinnon wasn't. No, Jerick McKinnon was meant for the system. Jerick McKinnon <laughs> just couldn't get his body right. So, so he got hurt. He got hurt again. And then he, he just wasn't the same Jerick McKinnon when it was time for him to step on the fin. Matter of fact, he had a couple of good games at the beginning. Then his legs got dead or something like that. I can't remember. Um, and so, Thank you, Denise. He would be a great. He would be a great teacher. But we're talking about running backs that made it to the Super Bowl. Like, what is it to teach them? Like, don't. Not saying that everyone. Oh, there's a lot. But there's not a lot. Only thing that you can't teach people how to be healthy. Like, like you can, you can, you can tell them how to how I eat. But everybody has a different body type, right? So it doesn't work for everybody. Everyone tries to lose weight, and people can't figure out why I can't do this. Why I can't do that? Well, your body type is different. Your blood might be. There's so many things that factor into that. I do agree that he could be a mentor. I'm just saying, do we need to spend money on a mentor at that position when we clearly need other pieces? That's my that's my only thing. And there was a comment earlier. I I think I, uh, I it's too far back, but he would ta- like he would. Ta- I believe he would take the minimum. And whoever said that, the mm-hmm. veterans minimum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Veteran yeah, minimum. I though, uh, mind you. But at the end of the day, yeah, you guys are right, definitely. Um, but I, I f- I'm with Peachy right there. I think he would add something else to the offense. And let's be honest, man. Um, even that offensive line could use a pep talk from a great one because obviously Kyle Shanahan ain't addressing it. So. Mm-hmm. Man, you don't like Kyle Shanahan, bro. I like the <laughs> he's not addressing this dude, Kyle Shanahan, had an offensive line at the beginning of the season, and then the whole offensive line was depleted minus two or three players. Yeah, but and then, remember, and then you take a you Donnie, you're taking a guard and you're turning him into a center. And then then you go and get a center and he plays two games and then he gets hurt for the rest of the season all of a sudden. And then your guard goes back to say, it was tough, man. And then Mike McGlinchey was just always on his buttocks. And then and then we didn't know what was going on on the left side as well because they had to overcompensate for it. was tough, man. It was that's, tough. That's my beef with it. And it's not that I dislike Kyle Shanahan. I just dislike his lack of growth. Um, he's very stubborn. I think anybody would agree to that. Um, I think that if you just look at everything that happened, um, we brought in guys from the practice squad two days later, fired them, brought in a, a receiver two days later, fired him. Not once did he address the offensive line. The only time it was a big deal with the offensive line when he was talking about uh, McClinchy's weight problem, man. So, I mean, it's. That's, you, that's my issue there. You mean, the you mean addressing the offensive line during the season? Yes. Make he, a he, he addressed it once, but it, that, you know how hard it is to address the – you know how hard it is to find offensive linemen, never, not alone find them to fit your system? That's tough. That's, that's tough. I don't if, know. If there was a season to do it, it was this one. I mean, he could have he tried some things. Um, he tried. I mean, he did. Well. He tried to get a center, and it worked. It was working. I thought Grasso was playing pretty well, guys. Right? Then he got hurt. Yeah. And then, so now we're down. We we lost. Yeah. We knew Richburg wasn't coming back, right? And then our our backup center Ben Garland got hurt at the beginning of the season, right? And then you go get a center after you try the Brunskill thing. That just was whatever. That was a work in progress. And then he gets hurt, and then you just have no choice because Brunskill was taking those snaps in practice. So he had no choice but to play center. It was a weird, it was a weird season. I don't think it's I think it's harder to address the offensive line during the season. I think the time you address it is either in the draft or in free agency. And I 
they did address it. They addressed, they made a trade for the, the best left tackle in football. Second best, I guess, if you like the dude from Green Bay. But <clears throat> according to money status, they went and addressed it. It just didn't pan out this year, man. It was weird. It's a weird season, guys. COVID season. Hey, Can we just chalk it up to COVID? Peachy, give us some more rumors. Okay, and we also have Matt Mayoko, who came on the scene about a center, Alex Mack, that says that he would not mind joining, (laughs) that he would not mind joining the 49ers, and that reuniting with Kyle Shanahan would be enticing, but it'll have to wait till mid-March to see what free agency holds for him. Okay, now, Annie, break this down for everybody. They don't have to wait to mid-March. What does this mean? Well, basically, they don't have to wait because, I mean, if they want to, basically where I'm at with this move is that they need to they need to address the center. You're on your, like, was, was Grasso their fifth or their eighth string center? It was some some crazy number. Somewhere way down in there. Yes, you're right. Dude, <laughs> they picked up just chilling. Yes. He was bagging groceries somewhere before they gave him a phone call. So he wasn't even in league. Yeah. So what I'm looking at with this kind of move is that you've got to get, you've got to address the center. And then also in the draft, this draft is telling for them because I'm waiting for them to make the big move for O-line. You look at the Bucks. I mean, they made that big move with Tristan Wirfs last year in the draft. So if we like skip over that again, I mean, we, we picked McKibbitts in the third round. Um, I think you can't, you can't wait that long again. You have to make your big move. And I think that's what's bugging us a lot about Kyle Shanahan is he's waiting too long, playing it too conservative. He's, he wants his guys all the time, but sometimes you got to go out, go get apart from what you want so badly and go to what the whole team needs. Cause line play is so important. We saw that yesterday. Yeah, I agree, but I want to know what PG set has to say about that too. I just, um, I feel that, that we do need to go ahead and address the center position. Okay. We really do. Donnie. It's very, very important and vital Guys, that we do that. It's, uh, no coach is going to admit that they need help. No, I've never heard one coach admit that they need help. But let's think about that because I've never heard a coach. I mean, back I mean, back in the day, you heard coaches say we, we suck or things like that. But today's football, you don't get that from coaches anymore. Right? They right. just—it's it, a way that they address the media, and you know they need it, but they won't come out and flat out say it. Just like they won't say that Jimmy Garoppolo won't be the quarterback for the the next season. That's not what they're saying, right? But yet they keep—you keep saying that they're they're looking for guys, they're looking for this, they're trying to do this, they're trying to do. That. So it's it's awkward. We all know, as fans and and diehard fans, where where we need the help. I will say this though. If the offensive line was healthy last season, we wouldn't be talking about the offensive line. So, so let's, let's let's just say we get two to three of those pieces back. And now, don't forget, uh, what's that? What's swing tackle? Sean, I want to call him Sean Lee. Sean, Sean Coleman. Sean Lee. Who the hell is that? Oh, linebacker from the from the Cowboys. <laughs> Sean Coleman will be back. Right, so you're getting you're getting more guys back from the offensive line. I don't think he would be your starting left tackle. I still think you sign Trent Williams. I think PG agrees. I think everybody on this panel agrees you need to sign Trent Williams. But now you're getting back a left tackle that can swing. So now that guy that that Justin School kid, 
he can hopefully he can develop or hopefully or, or he gets cut. And I agree with Annie was saying, but you gotta when you have so many needs, it's hard to address that one need with your first pick. So you have to it's it's a it's a it's a swing. It's a hit or miss. So that's like you're telling me that Javon Kinlaw won't be great. But we won't know. And what if we drafted Tristan Wirth and he came here and sucked because he was too big to fit the system? Like, or, or not fast enough. When I just feel like we don't... Kyle has a certain... Certain guys fit this system and certain guys don't. I definitely thought we should have drafted, like, Wirth's dude from um, uh, Alabama. Like, there's so many players we could have drafted on the offensive line, but I think they went into the season not intending for certain starters to get hurt. And I think once right. that happened, it was Domino's effect because the quarterback got hurt, running backs couldn't stay healthy. <laughs> like, it was just weird. So I think this is the season, though, like Annie said, that you address the offensive line. Peachy, any more rumors? And then we're going to go ahead and start the show. We've been talking for 30 minutes. It's a, a rumor, sort of. It's about Richard Sherman. He was on the um, – um, Stephen A. Smith show on ESPN's Plus, and he was on there talking about that he is going. He he said he is going to play for two more years. They isn't know where he's going to play, but he's going to play for two more years. Yeah, I mean, uh, it ain't going to be with the 49ers so uh, <laughs> <laughs> both parties are mutually moving on. So that's how. Right. I Here's the last one. This is this is the one that's out there right now because I don't know what it is, but every quarterback that gets mentioned is somehow tied to the 49ers, or is it just me? Lacanfora um, has stated that the Niners are very interested in Deshaun Watson and that uh, Kyle is also very high on Sam Donald, and this will not go anywhere. This is still out there. Now, <laughs> it will I know not we go can't, anywhere. You can't trust him with the can of paint. I understand that. Right. I exactly. know 99.9% incorrect. Which is why it's a rumor. <laughs> but it's still out there, guys. And that's mm-hmm. something that we're going to have to talk about. Donnie, Sam Darnold? Hey. I, I hate to break it to you guys. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going anywhere. I said it about Stafford. I said it. He's not going anywhere. Get used to it. He's our quarterback. Sam Darnold? Kyle Shanahan is high if he goes to Sam Darnold. I'm telling you right now, Deshaun Watson, we can't afford him. Yes, oh, my God, Deshaun Watson, right? But we're basing every uh, – 49er fans, I'm not saying us in particular. I know a lot of people here got my back too. But we're basing we're, – we're, we're, everything that's said about Jimmy is based off of this last season. Um, uh, Dante Whitner said it best. If you close your eyes and take the name Jimmy Garoppolo out of the equation and just look at our record with him and our record without him, who are you going with? You're going with Jimmy, period. Um, Kyle Shanahan knows that. John Lynch knows that. Um, I He's staying. It just doesn't make sense with all these other positions we need to address. It doesn't make sense to get rid of him this year. It just doesn't. All right. and, and gamble on a Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? If they can get Deshaun Watson, of course. That's what they're going to do, but he costs too much. You know what I mean? And I think they want a first-round pick, too. So, Salah won't be doing the 49ers a solid. <laughs> no pun intended. Because he wants a first-round pick for that Gar- that Darnold guy, which was a former first-round pick. But, dang, like, so what, a guy that sees ghosts? I mean, he admittedly said, I think I see ghosts. Like, he might as well play it in the sequel of The Sixth Sense. 
people. Mm-hmm. Like, what is mm-hmm. what are we what are we talking about? Look, I don't know, man. I, I, until they're dead, until the rumors are gone, we're gonna have to talk about them. We mm-hmm. have a fun-filled show, guys. We're gonna talk about the defensive end, aka the edge rushing position for the 49ers. Look, we get this guy back next season. I'm excited because I'm hoping he comes back with a vengeance. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a powerful, you know, Bosa family heritage passion, just like his brother Joey did when he came back from his injury. I'm hoping he comes back and he just lights the league on fire, right? Nick yep. Bosa will be back. So we know we're solid on one side. On the other side, we have the injured D Ford. I'm going to say this, and I know people aren't going to probably agree with me. If D Ford was healthy in that Super Bowl 54, I mean healthy D Ford, there's no way in 20 hells we were losing that game. I don't care what third and 15 he converted. He he needed to be on the field, but he was clearly just not ready to go. 49ers have a way to opt out. It will cost them. It goes going to score against the cap. They're going to spend a lot of money, and they choose not to bring him back. I'm almost at the point where they might as well just bring him back just to see if, you know, I mean, you're going to spend $8 million on the dead cap, and he's only doing $11 million, so you might as well kind of just bring him back to yeah. see if he can give you something this season. Those are our ends. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about free agents. So we have six. 49er free agents that I know of that I only care about. We're going to start with the first one. And I want to know from you guys, you you can't keep all of them, but we're going to go around the room, yay or nay, and how how are you going to bring them back? Now, before we do this, we did a poll earlier today, and the poll says which end will more than likely not return to the 49ers? And... The people on the on the poll were Kerry Hyder, Solomon Thomas, Ronald Blair, and Dion Jordan. Now, I don't know if everyone here voted, but I want to know on the air which one of these four guys will probably not be back. We'll start with Annie, Donnie, then Peachy. I want to say Ronald Blair because he's been injured for more than a year now, and you don't even know if he can come <laughs> back and be an effective defensive end. So. It, I, you just can't take any more gambles like that. All right, Donnie. I agree with Annie, and for the exact same reason. Um, after this season especially, I think uh, I, we're not looking forward to any more injuries holding us back. So <laughs> that's – bye. Yeah, we th- this year was a, a bulky season. All right, and, and Peachy. I will agree with the both of them, Blair. Okay. All right, so so Blair, so so the the fans voted that and said Solomon Thomas will more than likely not be back, and so I'm going to go out on the limb and say it's going to be Kerry Hyder, and the reason why I'm going to say it's Kerry Hyder is because money talks and bull beat walks, right? Now when you tell when you're the league leading sack uh, sack guy on your team. And 2020, like that means, and I'm not saying he's going to ask for an astronomical amount of money because there's some good defensive ends in his free agent class, okay? No, he's not going to ask for an astronomical amount, but he may go somewhere where they're going to be willing to pay him more than what the 49ers pay him. So I feel like he's the guy that's probably not going to be back uh, for the 49ers due to that fact. Now, if he says I'm going to take a home team discount and play, then I'm all for it. I love Kerry Hyder, and you can mix him with Bosa and rotate some of these other guys that hopefully we, we draft or bring in or whatever and see Sloppy. My man, I, I don't know what to call you. I can't say Sloppy. SD. That sounds even worse. Sounds like an STD. <laughs> all right. So my, man, my man, SD, 
without the T, they're saying that Blair is probably going to go to the Jets, man. And I, I, I can just see it because they, when teams have money to offer you, you would be a fool kind of to like not take that money, you know. So I thought, I, so and 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 I get it, yo. Blair is is the, the guy, and so Kerry Hyder is our guy. That's Chris Kosarek's guy. So we don't know. But I went with Kerry Hyder because I think teams are going to offer him some dough. So we'll see what's going to happen. Now, let's talk about these guys, all right? So let's start with Solomon Thomas. No one mentioned him. You could probably get him on a one-year deal. Do you bring back Solomon Thomas? Let's go with Peachy and even Donnie. At first, I had said no, but then after thinking about it, probably because you can probably get him really cheap. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now, he's coming off the ACL injury. Uh, and- That's true. Yeah, um, I would say there's a higher chance of us bringing, bringing him back just because he's he's really John Lynch's guy. I mean, I know he was a total bust, but if you can get him back, like Peachy said, for really cheap, I mean, if he asks for a certain number that's just um, – over what you're thinking, then you let him go and there's no problem about it. But if you can, if he's like, oh, I want to stay with you guys because his market value isn't going to be very high, then you can bring him back and have another piece of depth on the line. I can't believe you said total boss. It just made me laugh for some reason because I just, we all know. I, I think we all like Solomon Thomas, right? We like him as a person. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Great guy, great spirited. Yeah. It just doesn't translate on the football field for this right. team. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping right. he gets a shot in the NFL. I would love for him to be a Niner, but I just don't see where he fits, guys. I don't. So, I don't know. We'll see. He was projected to have a crazy year. So his contract year. He ended up tearing his ACL. Donnie, thoughts on Solomon Thomas? Uh, I, I honestly don't think that he's coming back either. Um, but the chances are better than, you know, a couple of them other guys. But, uh, I mean, you know, the ACL injury, um, again, after any ACL injury and, and a guy like that, I mean, it's still a risk. You know, these guys come back sometimes from these ACL injuries not the same. And if he's coming back worse than he already was, and that's not to take away anything that he's brought to the team. I'm just saying we're – Look at the numbers. We're a contender for the Super Bowl already next year. People know we're coming, okay? Mm-hmm. Kyle Chan and John Lynch know that we need to mean business next year. So I just don't see Solomon Thomas coming back. Hmm. So, all right, all right. Now let's move on to the next one. We'll speed this up. I think everyone said Ronald Blair, no injuries, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a degree. Let's talk about this guy, Deion Jordan. He'll okay. be back. He'll be back? Mm-hmm. All right, Donnie, Annie. I agree. I think that you bring him back and have him compete in training camp, and it can't hurt. Peachy? Agree. Hmm. Bring him back. I like Deion Jordan. That's my guy. How about this guy, Jordan Willis? Yeah, I, I liked what he brought this year, and I think same with Deion Jordan. You can bring him back and have him compete, have those two, you know, fight for, for a spot. Peachy? Agree. Donnie? Yeah. See, I'm. That's a tough one. I felt like I, me personally, Donnie, I felt like I have, I didn't see enough. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, again, the same thing I said about everybody else. I mean, we're we're trying to be contenders next year. I think uh, we have a smart enough front office to uh, look look at better options. I think I know what Donnie's mo is, but you, 
it's a weird mo because our greatest defensive player is coming back from an injury. I know we're not getting rid of him, right? Unless we trade him for Deshaun Watson. But I know we're not getting rid of him, right? So I'm kind of with Donnie and and not bringing Jordan Willis back. But if something goes down, he's just chilling. I don't mm-hmm. mind, you know, picking him up. Yeah, I can try. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. How about this guy? Mm. Ziggy, Ziggy with <laughs> Ziggy Smalls is the illest. What? <laughs> 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 Ziggy Smalls is the illest. What do you think about Ziggy? Another another injured player. He he looked like with no camp. None of them had camp, but with just he came late. He he came to the team later than any of the other linemen, right? What? And then he ended up messing up his his arm, his bicep. You know what I'm saying? And he looked promising. Like he looked he was going to be getting to this quarterback once he got his body in the football shape. Do you bring back Ziggy or do you not bring back Ziggy? Let's go with Donnie first, Annie, then Peachy. If the price is right, hell yeah. There's a reason they grabbed him in the first place. Yeah, he came late, but he showed up to play. Um, it's just unfortunate turn of events that happened. And, uh, I mean, it's Ziggy. Come on. I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, if we can get him at a good price, come on. Okay. Annie? I agree, but I think the price has really got to be right because I just think we're done. We're past the point of trying to get these guys into rehab and help them with their injuries and take a chance on them. I just think you got to go into getting the healthy free agent guy and getting him in there and letting him right. go. And that's what we're talking about. We're going to bring that up soon, Peachy. Yeah, um, exactly what Annie said. We we can't have all these guys like all these guys cannot be you know rehabbed to where we have to do all this stuff. We have to have some some sure bet um, going into the season, so we can't. We just have to watch that. So, so who would you pick? Ziggy, Ronald Blair, Jordan Willis, Solomon Thomas. Who would you pick out of those? That's the poll I should have did because they all are injured. <laughs> Which one would you bring back to? The- so, I could have threw Nick Bosa in there, but then that would have been like people. Would, a, I, would, I would have lost seventy followers on on Twitter if I did that. But no, seriously, because you you don't want to bring back a lot of guys that you're gonna have to find a way to rehab. Well, let's look at their injuries, right? And and when you look at their That's injuries, I think Thomas tore an ACL. Blair just tore. Uh, Jordan Willis got hurt. I don't know what his injury was, and I know Ziggy's was a bicep. And, and, and so which one do you feel like can come back and compete at this camp? Because you need your camp to be on level 100. If not, you can't tell which players are getting better, which players are getting worse. You want competition. You just said earlier on the show that Josh Rosen will be good competition for Jimmy Garoppolo. So we need the competition in the room. Jimmy ain't had nothing to worry about, man. My man Mike said it every time he would say Jimmy knew his job was secured in the bag because his competition was Nick Mullins, which is an undrafted guy, uh-huh. and a third-round draft pick that could have went in the seventh round. What competition? So you bring in a first-round draft pick, former first-round draft pick, just couldn't get right in the systems that he played in, and now you might see some things. And I keep telling y'all, Rich Scangarello, he is going to develop these guys. I guarantee it. So, look, so which one of those would you bring back, you know? 
Like that's the that's the question. You don't have to answer it now on the air because Annie already alluded <laughs> to saying, "Hey, I'd rather get one of these guys on this list right here, dog, because I know I'm going to get a sure." Now, we all agree we won't be able to land Shaquille Barrett, Melvin Ingram, Bud Dupree. Can we can we all say there's no way in, in heaven we're going to be able to land those guys in free agency, right? Yeah. All right, yeah. all agree on that. Definitely. Donald, we agree to. Absolutely. Okay. Like, like those are just the, no. Bud Dupree's coming off an injury. Melvin Ingram's coming off injury. Shaquille Barrett should have probably been Super Bowl MVP. Um, now there's some other guys on this list. If you could pick one, we'll do it like that. We're not going to go through the whole list. If you could pick one of these guys minus the three names that I said, we'll start with Peachy, Donnie, and then Annie. Who would you think will fit this 49ers defense? I. I would love off this list if I can't name those to have Ngakwe. Hmm. He's gonna be expensive too. I should have. I should have picked him. But that's the guy. That, that's actually. That's actually true. Um. Yeah. Um. That's true. He is no, gonna stick, be expensive. Stick with him. Stick with the guy. Yeah. We can get. We can get a free agent. That means we just probably won't be able to sign. <laughs> we can get a guy. Donnie, who you gonna rock right. off this list? Yo, call me crazy, man, but uh, I would love to see Alden Smith come back and work on the other side with Bosa. You know, he's calmed down a little bit the last few years. I'm, I'm a little scared of him coming back to the Bay Area and getting into that mentality. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think he really got a, a look at what his life could be like without an NFL career. So he might have a head on his shoulders now and want to come back and prove something. So I'm going to say Alden Smith because I think we can get him at a decent price. Listen, look, I, I know I know my man Sloppy Dickens. That's my that's my guy, yo. That's fam fam right here, yo. This dude just said Reddick. Listen, if I could take any one of these dudes, give me Hassan Reddick. A, you're taking him away from your uh opponent, you're taking him away from a rival. B, he's gonna want to play against that rival twice a year, especially if they choose not to pay him. And C, he is a monster in the pass rush. Yeah, I like Reddick. And in the run stop. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. so so I, I like Reddick. Now, I know he's going to be expensive. Not expensive, expensive, but he's he's probably going to cost you a penny. Carl Lawson is no slouch either on this list. Yeah. And good old Faithful, dude. Mm-hmm. Justin Houston is on this list. Yeah. Now, a name we didn't mention was Tack McKinley. It wasn't the 49. Mm-hmm. Didn't he bring him in for a workout? Yeah, didn't he fail the yes. physical or something? He the physical, guys. He did. Do you, do you bring him back? That's the question. Do you bring him back with a, as he becomes more healthy? That's the question. And he's already seen the system. He already kind of knows where he'll be getting in if he comes to this team. Watch out for Tack McKinley, guys. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, who's going first? We're going to talk about these, these top. We picked seven. Seven top prospects that we think can go in the first round that the 49ers can probably draft in the first round. So whether they draft at 12, trade back, I believe all these guys will still be in the first round for them to get. So we're going to start. Bridget, yes. Can I, can I start this off? Cause I got to get to class in like a oh, few minutes. So absolutely can. Uh, let, me, all right. let me get my two out the way. Who's your uh, two? Can you help me with this dude's name? Cause I always have a hard time producing it uh, or pr- pronouncing it. Sorry. Aziz. Uh, Ojaleri, bam, let's Thank go. Monster. Oh, <laughs> monster. You got his stats mm-hmm. up here. Yes. Um, let's talk about him. He was a redshirt freshman. Hold on. Okay. Um, 
33, uh, 33 uh, tackles, five and a half sacks that freshman year. Um, beast. Yeah, I, I, I like him. Uh, um, and then, you know, the next guy, I don't know too much about. Patrick Jones was the other guy I had, right? Out of uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say it. Yeah, look at that. And it, here's another little stat I'm going to throw up here on uh, that's not on the screen. Uh, the dude is from Newport News, Virginia. Okay, we know what Newport News produces. Oh, nitty oh. gritty guys. Right. You know who else is from Newport News? Not a football player, but Allen Iverson. Okay, they, they, all right. News, mm-hmm. They produce those nitty gritty guys. I would like a nitty gritty guy on our on our squad. And so. Al, and Al Iverson played in Philly, which is in the same state as Pittsburgh, which means thank that- you. Hmm. It might be meant to be. <laughs> right there. All right. So, um, Donnie, I know you got to go. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about these guys, and then we'll let the, the others go. Listen, Aziz Ojaleri, he has this one move, and I mean it's perfected. It's like a, it's like a, a, a jab, step, swap, get under, and he gets to the quarterback. That, like it's it's mm-hmm. almost perfected. Now I'm not saying it's gonna be 99% effective, but I'm with Kevin. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. he's a monster. Now the, some of the measurables I don't like. His arms aren't the longy arms. I like Alden Smith arms. I, when I look mm-hmm. at a rusher, an edge rusher, I want them arms. But Nick Bosa doesn't have long arms either. I think Nick Bosa has more power. This kid would compliment Nick so well that I would mm-hmm. draft him. At 12. Patrick Jones, I feel like you can get him later in the first round. Great kid. Great motor. His specialty is getting to the quarterback. End of discussion. Hey, man, there's a guy that plays on uh, a team called the Rams that went to this particular school. If I'm not, I, I think he went to this school. I could be wrong. I thought Aaron Donald was a Pitt alumni. I might be wrong. Could be. Don't really care. All I know is they produce monsters. So on the defensive side, look at that. I'm going to put up his graphic. I just want you to see him in the ground. That's a four-point stance. He can also do stand-up and the two-point stance like an outside linebacker. Look, there's some guys we can go ahead and replenish. That's why I think John Lynch might go edge in this first round. It's just this is M.O. (laughs) It's his M.O. So, all right, Donnie, we appreciate that, man. Thank you for getting your guys out the way. Studs, baby. Do well in class, too, man. All right, let's go. I just want to say peace to everybody, man. I miss you guys. I'm going to be back in the regular. You know what I mean? So. We're going to get it in. Bye, Donnick. Peace out, right? Peace. All right. Uh, who had number one? Me. All right. So you go, Peachy. I'm up. Okay. We got Mr. Gregory Rousteau. <laughs> he is out of Miami, 6'5", 260. He opted out of the 2020 season. Said that uh, his game is underdeveloped, which comes as no surprise because he's new to playing on the D-line after a high school career where he played receiver and safety. Says that his role would be like starting defensive end that gets chances to rush from the interior. The scheme fit would be complaining a defense that is multiple with the front. Wait a minute, yo. You're telling me that this kid came out of high school as a safety wide receiver. Uh-huh. Bulked up. Going to defensive line, and this right. here, this dude have 15 and a half sacks. She, mm-hmm. <laughs> 19 and a half tackles. 
That dude's a monster. Mm-hmm. Monster. Definitely. All right, who yeah. we going with next? Should you go one of my guys? Yeah. Are you number uh-huh. two? Um, I, th- I think Donnie might have been, but right. I have Quiddy Pay. You already know. I know yeah. this player right here. Though. <laughs> <laughs> about this guy, he is he is a freak athlete. He was a running back and a track star in high school, oh, yeah. and he's just he's a great um, spread run defender. He's they say that he's like the perfect fit for any system. He's so versatile, uh-huh. and I just think he'd be amazing. Like lining up across from Bosa, he's uh-huh. so fast. And the only knocks on him is that he needs to work on finishing his plays. They say he might be kind of. Um, a kind of like a project like Ken Law. He needs to develop. He's a little bit raw, but man, I mean, I I love the way he plays. You give me this kid in a Coseric defense. You give mm-hmm. me this raw nut mm-hmm. of a talent. He will be look. Yep. He's fast. Now I, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I love this kid, but he he just doesn't get to the quarterback, which is fine mm-hmm. because you have Bosa on that side to get to the quarterback. So what's gonna happen is when they double team him. Because he was double-teamed a lot. So you got to understand that. So when Bosa's double-teamed, I think this kid can beat his one-on-one matchups. Mm-hmm. He's a bulldog. I mean, just look the way he was lined up. I mean, he just, he's a bull. Look, let me show you his arms again. For those that are watching, sorry for those that are listening, you can't see. Just in the ground, I mean, he got ash on his kneecaps and doesn't wear lotion. When the dude doesn't wear lotion, exactly. they are straight <laughs> yes. up, ready to ball out because they play on concrete. Exactly. Keep it a buck. Look, I'm not overhyping uh-huh. him because he went to the University of Michigan. That's not what this show is. Yeah, you about. are. No, not. No, not. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just happy that there's finally a Michigan guy that we can talk about, right? We don't get to talk about Michigan. It's always the Ohio thing. The Ohio thing. All right. Uh-huh. All right. So I, I like that guy. I'm going to go next and then Peachy and then Annie. All right. Okay. Now, Peachy talked about Gregory Russo. And if you got if you guys don't mind going over the hour for a little bit, if you have, if you have to go, let me know, because then that's fine. But I I have to I have to read you this kid's story. Because mm-hmm. this kid's story like won my heart. You know what I'm saying? Like it's emotional. It's very emotional. And like for him to even be playing football, this kid was he had to medically retire from football in college. He went to UCLA. He was a transfer from UCLA. Remember I talked about watching Josh Rosen win that game and the comeback? He was on that team. Matter of fact, he got the, mm-hmm. the stack that gave Rosen the ball back. This kid was a top prospect at UCLA, but he couldn't get right. This kid, like he found, like injuries found him. All right, He was highly recruited at UCLA. He was recruited by Jim Mora Jr., you already know who he is, right? He has a, he has a good rap, right? He recruited this kid. This kid was about to be a stud in, in, in college football. He ends up hurting his wrist, right? Then he hurts his wrist again in the rehab of hurting his wrist. Then after he gets rehab from hurting his wrist and he's ready to come back to a new season, Jim Morgan gets fired. Chip Kelly becomes the coach. All of a sudden, this kid is riding on his moped in the bike lane, gets hit by a car that wasn't paying attention. Now he's injured. And guess what he re-hurt? His wrist, right? So this kid could not get right. Um, and, and, and he came back after that season, got a concussion, and then he was asked, because the UCLA has really tight policies on their concussion protocol, he was asked to retire. 
and he medically retired. This kid became a producer. He was his first love, his passion is music. He became a producer. He started rapping. Real talk. He went from looking like this to looking like the, the beginning Drake, the skinny Drake, not the today's Drake, not the State Farm commercial Drake, the Drake before Drake got money and started getting in the gym Drake. This kid went straight skinny. He was 255. This kid was like 205, 190, like five, like in that range once he stopped playing football. He gets a phone call from Jim Mora Jr. Jim Mora Jr. is like, dude. Are you seriously giving up on football? And he's like, nah, you know, I still kind of want to play. Are you serious? So Jim Moore connects him to the coach of the University of Miami who was taking guys that he was rehabbing from injuries and building that program back at the U. He gets the phone call. He finally decides to go to the University of Miami. He is skinny and, like, skin and bones. I mean, he, how is this kid going to play defensive end? This kid went through the dopest weight gain regimen I've ever... When you talk about 5 a.m. sessions in the gym, that's just your first session. That doesn't mean he didn't do it multiple times. No wonder I can't get bigger. I only do it once a day. They're doing it three times a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He said he had to eat 290 grams of protein every day. That's a lot of meat, y'all. This kid went from looking like Bruce Banner to the incredible... Hulk. My man Gregory Russo decided to opt out. Jalen Phillips was like, I'm opting in. I only get one shot. And then in his season, he had 15 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks, an interception, and is ranked number one on Mel Kuyper's board. Now, that doesn't mean means anything, but Mel Kuyper is is one of your draft gurus. Right, he is one of the high prospects to come out in the first round. I don't know. I can see some Jason Taylor in this kid. I can see some things in this kid because his motor, his work. Y'all like work ethic out there, right? Y'all say y'all like work ethic. This kid willed himself back to football. He retired, got skinty, and then got big again. That's that's what more work ethic can you ask for? And has been injury free. So. I like this kid, Jalen Phillips. I can see the 49ers drafting him at 12, especially if, if Russo is gone, Aziz is gone. If those guys are gone, I can see him getting picked up. But he's going to go somewhere and wreak freaking havoc because he's a leader in the locker room, and his work ethic is crazy. He's the first guy. Y'all like Jerry Rice? He's the first guy in the gym leading everybody else. You know, to have that mindset is crazy. It's crazy to me. All right, Peachy, let's go with your guy. What a story. That's amazing. That Crazy. really is amazing. I was yeah, almost in tears. I'm like, dang, how many times you keep getting Yeah. Like, seriously? Then he quit. And then so what made the story happy for me was because I'm a music guy. This kid, he got flow. Mm-hmm. This beats is fire. I'm like, y'all got to holler out you get it to on the track, dog. Then he came back to football. So his passion is still music, but he really loves football. And he loved it so much that he worked his body back into football shape. Y'all want to know how Joe... Uh, um, Joe Staley lost all that weight. He got off of his regiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got on a crazy, like, off of that, eating all that food diet to be where he needed to be for off the line. And once he said no, <laughs> wait, wait fast. Gone. Um, Peachy, who's your next person? Okay. The next one I have is Mr. Jason. Away. Away. I want to say that's his name. Away. Out of Penn State. 
I got I got a lot of Big Ten people up here, don't I? <laughs> hey, that's where they um, that's where they come from. Um, <laughs> six five, two hundred fifty seven pounds. He is a developmental edge defender. Yes. Has some rare length and athletic tools. Said that his ceiling as a prospect is about 10, 10 sacks per season. So that's not bad. Uh, the the cool thing about him is is he was a redshirt sophomore who played in just twenty games. It needs a lot more growth, but he will win from wide angles and has the functional athleticism in space to play in a three four for any team looking to call upon his skills. That said that uh, his scheme fit is a three four. So you know who yeah. he reminds me of Josh Josh Allen. Isn't that his name? The, the guy from uh, Jacksonville that I thought we were going to... It was yeah. we were either going to uh-huh. draft him or Nick Bosa, remember? Yep. Uh, right. well, we wanted to draft him or Nick Bosa. I heard it was Quentin Williams we were going to have to draft. But he, that's who he reminds me of. I will say this, watching him on film, watching his highlights was one thing. Watching him on film, you can see how developmental he is. But he can't get to the quarterback because he can line up in a wide, wide position and uh-huh. he just he's fast, he's quick. And he can get to that quarterback. So my only concern is if he gets blocked by a defender, a la Kittle, a la Gronk, a la those type of big body tight ends that are going to be putting the wood to him, pause, he doesn't, he, I don't know if he can shake that, but he can get around them, which mm-hmm. allows him to get to the quarterback. Because you can see right. that when sacks were up. So he's another right. good prospect, definitely a good prospect. Later in the first round, maybe early second, he'll probably drop. Uh, but people think he's too much of a prospect, uh, you know, of, of development. Annie, who you mm-hmm. got left? Uh, Joseph Osai. <sighs> yes. Yeah, this, this is another guy they're talking late, late first, maybe early second from Texas. And he's, I mean, all the talk you hear about this guy is how sky high his potential is. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. funny, he didn't even commit to playing solely edge until his junior year. He was also an outside linebacker, and people are thinking that when he comes in the NFL, he's going to be super versatile. You're going to see him moving around a lot, maybe even getting getting a shot at linebacker. And he's a speed rusher, and he has amazing anticipation, and he's great against the pass and the run. He's so quick. Um, there are concerns about him in coverage, um, he's not great in man coverage when he drops back, so that's something that people are looking at. Uh, they don't know how versatile they're going to be able to use him as, but if he gets coached up right, um, people are thinking that he could just be an absolute terror. Yeah, it's possible he could be a steal in the draft, too. The one thing uh-huh. I, I feel yeah. the 49ers develop, they can develop those, you know, not just linebackers, but those linemen, them hybrid linemen that can kind of right. drop back mm-hmm. into coverage. I mean... We saw Nick Bosa drop back in the coverage. I don't think I've ever seen Nick Bosa drop back in the coverage at the Ohio State. Like, that just wasn't in his game plan. Yeah. It was just right. the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then he comes yeah. to the 49ers, and he has to be quick enough. But we watched the bat passes down. Yeah. I just feel like this kid being a speed guy. He's a speed guy, too. He, he's pretty fast out there. I just feel like he can be that D Fordish type of guy. Mm-hmm. If he can learn the techniques and learn the moves, it will be a developmental project. This is the guy the 49ers could possibly get. I would his. we got to see what his workout is going to be. I know there's no combine, but there will be a pro day. I think if his right. numbers are crazy, this kid is going first round. Mm-hmm. 
regardless of the of, of the of the development he needs, he's going first round. Just because of of his raw skills, we talk about having raw players. He has some a, a serious set of raw skills that I think that can be developed on the right team. I just hate to say, it, I think the 49ers. We watched the 49ers do just damn fine on the defensive line. They would have did better than fine if they had Nick Bosa, but they did pretty darn well, minus a couple of games where the secondary just wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I feel right. like the D-line, even with the supplemental pieces, they figured out ways to make it work. They just didn't get to the quarterback as often, but they did pressure. And I think because of that, we need more guys that can apply pressures. It's not always about hitting home. I saw Patrick, I saw Patrick Mahomes get pressured on every play. Did, every, did everybody else see that? Yep. I didn't see him get sacked oh, on yeah. every play. But I saw him get pressured on every play. Mm-hmm. You win games in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. That's how you win games. And I believe the 49ers are going to continue that. So if you don't get the flashy pick in the first round on at wide receiver, quarterback, which since we're not drafting one, two, or three, I don't feel like we might draft that quarterback at 12. We might go ahead and find a developmental one later on I, in the I draft. I don't think it's going quarterback at 12 at all. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Gonna- yeah, right. If you're gonna go quarterback. You better trade up because yeah, you want to get a guy. You can't gamble on quarterback in the first round. We've seen it happen. Now, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson panned out. Right, they were able to get him. Like, the Ravens got him last pick, I think, in that draft. And mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes didn't go high. Aaron Rodgers didn't go. Sometimes they pan out if you can wait for them to fall to you. But that means your quarterback has to fall to you, and that has to be your guy. Like that has to be the guy. It's, it's, it's not the year for that. I right. mean, really, right. we're trying to win. We're not trying to develop a guy, and for years and years, and maybe we have to exactly. need to be fit, yep. filled. Exactly, exactly. Well, guys, this was a fun-filled show, man. I learned a lot from you guys about these defensive ends. I've watched a lot of tape, a lot of film on these guys, and there's plenty more, right? There's plenty more out there in the later rounds, but these are some of the guys I feel like could be steals of the draft. And if you know John Lynch like I know John Lynch, we're going offensive line or defensive line. It's just it's just what it is. Now, we might trade back in the first round to get something else, but I think those are the two positions we can kind of say he's going to try to hit home on. Because at the end of the day, defense wins championships, right? I, I, I think that's kind of what we saw. I know Tom Brady played decent and well yesterday. But gosh darn it, Shaquille Barrett was a monster. <laughs> Nine points in the Super Bowl. like That's, that's amazing. Oh, gosh. To hold Mahomes to zero touchdowns. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I don't want to hear about his pinky toe or, or offensive line. God, don't cry me to offensive right. line blues. You cannot cry exactly. me to offensive line blues. That's right. Don't cry me penalty blues either. I don't want to hear that crap. Listen, <laughs> you went a whole Super Bowl with, like, two penalties last season. They were making up for that. Tell you guys stop holding. Tell them to stop holding on the defense. That's all it was. I had an awesome time. I hope you guys had a great time on the show. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be bringing the next position. I'm going to let y'all pick the position because I've been picking the position. So I'm going to let you guys, you guys pick. Let's pick it right here on the air. We could do wide receiver. Yeah, I'm receiver. Ooh. Is it, is it unanimous? Or you already know. You already know. All right. You already now, know. Hopefully, we'll have some more. <laughs> we'll, we'll have some more juicy news about Kendrick Bourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So this will be a good time to bring. And why yeah. won't they hire Jerry Rice as wide receiver coach? You tell me. I don't oh, know. I know why. I know why. 
Jerry Rice still costs like $10 million. That's what it is. That, like, <laughs> like, can you see the suits he wear? Like, that dude is still getting paid from something. You know what I'm saying? So, Jerry Rice, though, he costs too much money. But I had a great time. Thank y'all, everyone out there, for watching the show. We truly appreciate you. Listen, if you're on Facebook, go ahead and like and follow us on Facebook. That's Nitty Green Niners spelled all the way out. You can also follow us on Twitter. Thank you, Andy. At Nitty Gritty with the number 9-E-R-S. And you can follow us on Instagram at Nitty Gritty Niners spelled all the way out. And don't forget, make sure you're subscribing to us on our YouTube channel. Please get those subscriptions and those subscribers up. We are almost at 250. That's half of 500. We are nine away. Go create some. Go tell your baby mamas and mama babies to, to subscribe. And turn on the alerts. And make sure y'all smash that like button. Make sure you give the thumbs up. And to all our listeners on the podcast, you know my favorite podcast is Apple Podcasts. But you can go to your one-stop shop on anchor.fm. And you can find us on all your favorite podcast networks. And don't make sure when you're on Apple, go ahead and subscribe and select the five stars. And email us, nittygrittyniners at gmail.com. For any inquiries, if there's people you want us to look up and watch film on, that's how you contact us. Don't be hitting me up in my DMs. I'm giving you the email right now. So make sure you email us and we definitely will respond to you. I had a great time, Annie. Thank you for being on the show. If you're not following Annie, give her a follow. That's her website. She has her own website. She's putting out all the juicy juices. Yeah, I remember juicy juice. That was a good juice. I don't know if it was real juice. It was definitely a good juice. <laughs> it wasn't real juice. Make sure y'all go ahead and, and, and check her out at her website and give her a follow that at NFC Niners. And make sure you follow Miss Peachy. That's at Crystal Peachy B. Yo, Crystal, you got one of those uh 1980, 80, 90s hip hop, female hip hop names. Crystal Peachy B in the place to be. I went to John J. Universe. Now I'm just playing. We are out, guys. We love you. Peace out. We will see you next Monday. Same time, same place. Bye, guys. They did it. Y'all know that sound. Nobody believed but us. That's why we call faithful. Nobody believed but us. Touchdown. You know that sound. Uh huh. Tell me long. Let's go. Let's get it, baby. Breezy. Yeah. Out west is Patina when the style is so nitty. Breezy on the east and this flow is so gritty. Them boys stay hot, reppin' niners in they city. Take one, take two, take that like Diddy. Oh. Yeah. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty greedy, this that niners talk. We outline players up the chalk. Nitty gritty, it's that honest talk. You don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's that honest talk. Not as talk, nitty gritty, it's that honest talk.